Google's most infamous failure, Google Glass, is finding second life as a way to help children with autism. A 21-year-old man has been charged with burning down three historic black churches, and a new food show puts a spotlight on community over craft. It's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Tyler Daswick. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first we want to tell you today's episode is brought to you by our partners at World Vision and their upcoming Global 6K for Water. It's a one-day event where people from all over the world walk and run six kilometers, not five, in their own neighborhoods to bring lasting clean water to children in need. When you walk or run World Vision's Global 6K for Water, you provide life-changing clean water to one person in need just through your registration fee. So no matter where you walk or run, you'll be celebrating lives changed. The event takes place on May 4th, and our whole team here at Relevant is running it, and we'd love for you to run too. Learn more about how you can get involved at worldvision6k.org. All right, to tell us about those stories, it's Relevant's senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, Daz. Hey, man, how's it going? It's going all right. I got a few news stories to talk to you about today. And the first one is going to be uh, one of Google's kind of infamous failures, a a hardware failure that they released a few years ago is getting a little bit of redemption. Google Glass, you remember those dorky glasses that were supposed to change the way we walked around the world and then really didn't, is coming back, finding Second Life as a way to help kids with autism. Um, It's using a software called Superpower Glass that translates facial expressions into emojis. So kids who are on the spectrum can interpret them a little more easily. And it's having a lot of success. Uh, A Stanford study said kids who use the superpower glass, in addition to regular things like therapy, had more success socializing at school. So it's cool to see tech that maybe wasn't quite ready for the big time, uh, actually finding some use, uh, probably a lot more uh, practical use and even benevolent use than was predicted when it first came out a few years ago. Yeah, gosh, you certainly haven't heard uh, Google Glass. Uh, you haven't heard about them in a long time. But, <laughs> I was surprised when I saw a headline about it, but I'm, I'm glad that it's happening. Yeah, it's cool that it can be co-opted into into something that's a tool in, instead of a lot of these tech things that really just kind of become toys sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And they are looking at trying to adapt this software for things like tablets and even iPhones so that kids who don't want to wear the glasses will have other options to use them as well down the road. I love it. Uh, Now, I understand there's been a break in this Louisiana arson case that we've been following. Yeah, really sad story about three uh, historic black churches in uh, in the St. Landry Parish in Louisiana. Uh, it turns out uh, a guy by the name of Holden Matthews, 21 years old, his father is a deputy there and he actually turned Holden in. Uh, wow. uh, he, apparently police have charged him today uh, with three counts of arson. Each of those carries a max penalty of 10 years in prison. Uh, on Facebook, Holden Matthew was very active in pagan scenes with a very anti Christian Bent. Um, he appeared to be interested in a far-right figure from Norway named Varg Vrikenis, uh, who himself went to jail for a few things, including torching churches in Norway for crimes they'd committed against the Vikings a few years ago. So still a very sad, strange case. Obviously, a lot of people in Louisiana are still hurting and without a church that had been there for a long time, 100 years in some cases. But uh, glad to see that somebody, that there appears to be a good break in the case. Wow, man, when when these uh, sort of young suspects are put under the microscope, this kind of age of like online social media forensics of dissecting Mm -hmm. motive, it 
it's it's a it's a dark side of these stories, man. Yeah, and it becomes sort of interesting. Some of the the Facebook posts that were highlighted were things uh, of this of this young man saying things like he doesn't follow man's law, only Odin's law, which is why he felt like he could walk around with a with a gun and a knife, even though he wasn't registered with them. And it's in that space where it's kind of hard to tell if you're if he's trolling, is he serious, is he not serious, is this a joke? And it would be something that'd be pretty easy to write off as just uh, a troll activity until uh, people start actually setting fires to churches and then it's actually serious. And that line is getting harder and harder to read in this current age of social media. Gosh, no kidding. Well, we'll we'll certainly be following the details of that uh, as it goes on. But uh, let's let's end on a little bit of a culture recommendation. Uh, Netflix uh, released some information about this new food show they have coming out. Yeah, really excited to see how this goes. Uh, this It's going to be called uh, Street Food. It's from the people who created Chef's Table. And unlike Chef's Table, which is really focused on the craft and sort of luminaries within the, the food industry right now, this is apparently going to focus more on the communities behind street food dishes, uh, specifically in Asia, all over Asia. Um, the show says it wants to highlight how many of these dishes, even though they have sort of an exotic feel for people here in America who like to seek them out, they started out of necessity in many cases with family recipes that were handed down for a long time from people who uh, weren't trying to create something super special. They just needed something to eat. And this is what they came up with and started handing down. Uh, the street food promotional materials say, quote, street food goes beyond the delicious food to document the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into each iconic dish. Daz, you're kind of a, a, a food show connoisseur, aren't you? Oh, yeah, man. I love it. And and Chef's Table is actually one of my favorite shows. Uh, the creator, uh, David Gelb, he really looks at the personalities and, and personas behind all of these famous restaurants and, and dishes, but some of the criticism against Chef's Table is that it really kind of sees the chefs as gods, and that makes yeah, it yeah. that makes it feel kind of uh, inaccessible. These are some of the nicest, but also like most expensive, most exclusive restaurants in the world. So sure. for them to devote their efforts to street food and and this element of kind of like the human necessity of it and how it contributes to culture and community that's a super cool angle for these people to be taking Oh, yeah. And I think it's a really interesting idea also to sort of strip away some of the, the I think Americans are can occasionally be guilty, especially with Asian street food, of turning it into sort of a novelty uh, of sort of glamorizing it in a way that may not be fair to the to the actual stories behind it. And I hope that this can strip away some of the uh, weirdly, uh, maybe slightly xenophobic, exotic allure of it and tell us the real stories and remind us about the, the actual people who are involved in the creation of these dishes, which may makes it all the more powerful and meaningful when you get to try them. Yeah, I'm really excited. It comes out April 26th. Right. Awesome. Well, can't wait to check it out. Tyler, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thanks, Daz. Always good to talk. Hey, to read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com. Also, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant and on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our print magazine and all our other podcasts. In the meantime, we'll be here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.